This is 1 in 44, a presentation of Anderson Center for Autism. 1 in 44 is a weekly show devoted to autism spectrum disorder. Good morning and welcome to 1 in 44, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, Chief Development Officer at Anderson Center for Autism. And this morning, I'm speaking with two guests from the Kinney Center at St. Joseph University in Philadelphia, uh, Dr. Joe Joseph McCleary um, and Marianne Newell. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having us. So uh, as Probably you heard when, when we reached out to you with this show is all about um, highlighting all sorts of interesting and different and unique work and things going on within the autism community. Um, and one of the things we know that you are involved in is um, both. I think uh, I'd love to get an overview of the Kinney Center itself and and some of the development of that program, but also this um, this minor program that you're developing or ha- has been developed that it sounds to me anywhere um, is is helping to prepare the next uh, generation of professionals um, to work with a a neurodiverse population. So I'm looking forward to our conversation. I'd like to start um, maybe with you, Dr. McCleary, just telling us a little bit about yourself, your background, how you came to to be at um, the university. Sure. Thank you. Um, so um, I'm Joe McCleary. I am an experimental psychologist, which means I'm a psychology researcher. I've been focused in my career over the past 20 plus years on the population of people on the spectrum. Um, and I've uh, done research and development re- related to um, clinical services and also characterization of autism and, and what autism is. And uh, I shifted uh, over from my um last position at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, um, where I'm also still affiliated, the Center for Autism Research, to the Kinney Center in part because of the mission. And so I look forward to talking with you about the mission and track record of the the Kinney Center over the last 10 years. Um, and so I arrived about three years ago. Great. All right. Well, we're going to definitely come right back to that. Let's. That's a great starting off point after we um, hear from you, Marianne, a little background on yourself, and then we'll get into the mission and the track record of the Kinney Center. Sure. Um, my name is Marianne. I'm a professional counselor, um, and I've been working with students with autism for about 10 years in various capacities, um, special education, early intervention. Um, and in my current role, I work for the Aspire College Support Program at St. Joseph's University, um, and that's providing college support for students on the autism spectrum. We help with things like executive functioning, so organization and time management, uh, socialization. Um, and currently what I'm doing is to um, help provide employment experiences. So really providing the neurodiverse talent that the students enrolled in this minor will work with, um, giving them on the job training and just career readiness skills that are going to help them after graduation. Awesome. I love that. Um, okay, great. So, so, and the two of you work together. Yes, yes. I am the academic director of the Kinney Center. Um, so I have a partner, Angus Murray, who's um, the operations and overall director. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm responsible for providing uh, support in terms of uh, conducting research, but also I work directly with the Aspire team, uh, more in an advisory role and a support role. Okay, great. So thank you for um, clarifying that. So um, Dr. McCleary, why don't you start us off with just, um, as you said before, so perfectly uh, going over the mission of the Kinney Center and how long it's been around and um, and just setting us on the right path in terms of understanding what that is. And then we can talk about the different um, different offshoots of it and the, and the impact. Yeah, 
Great. Okay. So the Kinney Center was established um, now, probably 11 years ago, certainly over 10 years ago, um, with funding from the Hondroses, who are graduates of St. Joseph's University. And um, their goal for the center was um, to train the next generation. So you mentioned training the next generation, and that is the one of the primary goals of the center. But in order to train the next, next generation of autism service providers, researchers, et cetera, uh, you need to have programs for that. So so the other side of the mission in the Kinney Center is to provide direct support for people on the spectrum and their families. So we have a wide variety of programs, including a summer camp, sports and recreation programs, social skills programs, and um, adaptive functioning and daily living supports uh, for adolescents transitioning to adulthood, and the Aspire program. Uh, the Aspire program was one of the first programs that were that was launched in the center, and it's been active for this essentially 10 years of time. Okay, so my first, I, I guess it's a comment that hopefully will lead to some more discussion, because I've interviewed quite a number of people on the show over the years, but at least several uh, of my guests have had something to do with a, a university somewhere, a college program, um, but often it's been one or the other. It's either been kind of attempts being made to provide supports to the students on the campus who were on the spectrum. Um, kind of like what you were saying before, Marianne, social skills, executive functioning, organizational time management, things that I think um, maybe anecdotal and probably also clinical research has shown are the main things that get in the way of a successful outcome, a graduation, a, you know, a career path for, for somebody um, in school. And or on the other side, not that, but uh, programs designed to train the next generation of service providers, like you just said, Dr. McCleary. I have not heard much when it comes to um, a, a single location that's doing both. And it sounds like that's part of what the Kinney Center is doing, is that you're, you're providing opportunities for some students to gain deeper skills and expertise working in the field as well as recognizing that in order to have a neurodiverse campus community, so to speak, or a student body, you have to also provide those other services through Aspire and the camps and involving the family. Am I getting that all right? Yeah, absolutely. And one part that I did not mention that I should have probably is that we also have an autism behavioral studies major. So a lot of the students who are working in the Kinney Center as what we call Kinney scholars are neurotypical and neurodiverse people who are in an autism behavioral studies major program or an autism behavioral studies minor program. We have two tracks within that program. One is to become, um, to sort of move forward toward becoming a behavior analyst at the master's level. Um, but this is actually an undergraduate program prepping people for that or to become involved in research and advocacy. So we have two subtracks within that autism behavioral studies major. And there is no other autism behavioral studies major or autism major in the country. There are a lot of academic programs like special education graduate programs, certificate programs, uh, some minor programs, autism uh, studies minor programs, but we are the only campus that I'm aware of that has an autism major program at the undergraduate level. So, um, th so these students, not all of them are in those major programs or minor programs, but most of them are, or once they come into the Kinney Center and become an intern and work uh, in the center as an intern on our clinical programs, get excited about it, and then take up a minor, for example, in autism behavioral studies. That's great. I think it's been something that uh, has been discussed as a need in the field for a very, very long time. Um, and certainly amongst um, the, the my colleagues here at Anderson, um, we have a number of board-certified behavior analysts and, and um, people in various 
modes or phases of that whole process. But um, but it is interesting to hear that that you are the only uh, school in the in the country. You said who has that as an actual major. I. Okay, so I'm going to switch it to you, Mary and Marianne, just for a second. Just I, I do have some specific questions for you, but this one just occurred to me. When you hear that, given what your role is, and you're a professional counselor, you've been working with people with autism for 10 years plus. When you hear what just came out of Dr. McCleary's mouth about the fact that there's only one school in the country that offers this as a major course of study, what's your just initial reaction to that? How does that make you feel? Well, it makes me think um, that it's to St. Joe's credit. I think we've developed a really autism aware campus, um, not only because there are Aspire students here, um, but because students are able to learn about what autism looks like at the college level and and not um, perhaps um, younger people on the spectrum, older non-college bound adults. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the opportunity to interact with those individuals every day. Um, and one really nice overlap is that we have some Aspire students who obviously themselves are on the spectrum, also might work at various programs in the Kinney Center. We have some who are taking um, the whole major, if not just the intro class, um, and have said to me, it's been really helpful to learn about myself. And um, so I think it benefits everyone having that education available. That's great feedback. I love the piece about it helps me to learn about myself. That's, um, that's great. And it's also... Um, I always I always appreciate the moments on the show when I'm talking to people and I have that feeling that like we're not just talking about people who have autism or people who are studying to get into the field. We're talking about humans in general. Um, so many people go to college and after four years, six years, eight years, however long you're going there, two years. Um, one of the biggest takeaways is that you learn a lot about yourself. Um, so I never really put two and two together that that um, for somebody uh, on the autism spectrum who might be taking coursework or in the major, like you said, um, completely would be um, taking away something not only about themselves, just through the experience of being in college, but they're actually learning about um, something that they're living with every day. So that that's just kind of a cool thing when it comes together like that. Um, yeah. Okay, so... Um, so Marianne, why don't you just give us a little teaser before we go into our, our break um, and tell me or tell us uh, just why, why become a professional counselor and why work with people with autism? What brought you here? Sure. Um, well, I think that it was a really interesting point in my career when I found college programs uh, working with students with autism, the Aspire program, obviously, in particular, um, because there is such an application of general counseling skills, the things that you learn, different techniques and strategies. Dr. McCleary has been really helpful in guiding us to use CBT and other um, more evidence-based practices to support our students, perhaps with some adaptations. Um, and then also overlaying some other things that I might have used um, at former jobs. So um, some sensory supportive measures that I was using in the classrooms adapted to fit co- the college environment um, and just being able to integrate those two. So my experience working with younger children and now working um, with older students on the spectrum um, has been helpful to help me um, and especially being on an autism aware campus um, to be more aware of um, just normalizing some of the things that you might see. We might have a student who wears noise canceling headphones or students who might be um, displaying some more overt behaviors like flapping or stimming. Um, and so it's helped me to be able to adapt some of the supports to be more age appropriate, but it also really helps to be in a place that's um, aware, that's supportive, where students are able to learn about autism and see it firsthand. Um, Again, it just normalizes some of that and makes it easier for the students who are here on campus. That's beautiful. I love it. Sounds like a great place to uh, 
to, to spend some time. Um, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, I'm going to ask you to talk about kind of a day in the life and get more um, deep into some of the programs that you offer through Aspire and the summer camps and the things for families um, and, and see what the next steps are for enrollment um, in the program. So this is 1 in 44, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and we'll be right back. Hi, I'm news correspondent Bob Woodruff. In 2006, a roadside bomb struck the armored vehicle I was riding in while reporting from Iraq. I sustained a life-threatening traumatic brain injury. The military term, got your six, means I have your back. And that day, our service members had mine. During my recovery, I learned firsthand the challenges facing our service members who return home with injuries. While serving, their fellow service members always had their six. Now that they're home, it is our turn. We started the Bob Woodruff Foundation to make sure that the camaraderie and support they relied on in the military carries on, and we need you. Please join us as part of the Got Your Six initiative and help us be there for impacted veteran service members and their families. They've had our backs. It's time we have theirs. Learn more at gotyoursix.org. That's gotyoursix.org. Using the number six. And now, 1 in 44 continues on 100.7 WHUD. This is a weekly community affairs program presented by the Anderson Center for Autism. Welcome back to 1 in 44, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and I'm talking with Marianne Newell and Dr. Joseph McCleary, both from um, St. St. Joseph's. You called it St. Joe's before, but I guess I'll use the formal. St. Joseph's uh, University in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and the kids center. Um, it's really uh, been been a great conversation. I love hearing about innovative programs um, that are collaborative, working together. And I loved what you said before, Dr. McCleary, about how you offer this um, uh, unique major area of study um, in, uh, is, what, what is it called specifically? We have an autism behavioral studies major and we have an autism behavioral studies minor. Uh, And then I do want to note that separate from that is the um, uh, Managing Neurodiversity at Work minor, which is new. That I want to talk about. I also would like to ask you, what's the enrollment like? Um, So in terms of the number of students who are in the center, um, we, it varies quite a lot. It's changed a lot with COVID up and down actually. Um, But we, we uh, historically have had about 120 students on campus in our center. It's dropped down to around 60 or so at times. um, And we're building back up right now. And I I think it's, it's probably closer to the, to the 80 number. And it varies a little bit across the year because of our programming needs as well. Um, In terms of the academic programs, they also have gone up and down a bit. Um, And, uh, Last count, I think we were in the kind of 20 to 40 range in terms of majors, but then minors, we have another set as well. So again, probably uh, 20, 20 to 40. So um, there's someone else who's technically in charge of the those uh, enrollments um, in our special education department. Um, and then the neurodiversity, uh, managing neurodiversity at work minor, we have our first four students. We just announced it and we had four students enroll within a couple of days. And so we're excited about that. That sounds awesome. And I read a little bit about that minor because not only is it new, obviously, but um, it sounds very new. The whole, all the language around it just is like, it makes sense to me, but I don't know that all of our listeners will be able to, you know, understand that completely without you explaining it. So can you tell us a little bit about what that minor is and why it was developed? Yeah, sure. I would love to. So um, I, I would say that it is a very innovative program. When I talk to colleagues about this, they're just surprised. They're shocked because um, people talk about this as a long 
long-term goal. In five to 10 years, maybe we'll have, um, you know, neurodiversity at work uh, academic programs. We are not, uh, we're very involved in employing our students um, and Marianne is in charge of that in our center. Um, we're not uh, the leader in that area. There are a lot of people doing really great work there. They've been doing that work for several years. In other words, you know, trying to help people on the spectrum find jobs, et cetera, et cetera. But where we are way ahead of the game is these academic programs, right? So our students graduate uh, well positioned to be leaders in those fields, right? And so this is one where we are getting ahead of the game by giving our students, whether they be psychology students, manage, uh, management students uh, in our business school, the how business school, uh, whether they're just in computer science or some other department and think that they're going to end up with colleagues on the spectrum or on, uh, on other spectrums next to them. We want them to have the opportunity to take a step ahead and have potential be management pretty early in their career because they understand how to work with these populations and how to support them and make sure that, um, that the companies are getting the best benefit out of them and that the workers are getting the best benefit and best experience out of the company. So that's really where this comes from. And where I'll try to be brief, but where did this come from? Uh, Abby Jaro is our operations director. She's not in our clinical team, uh, although she certainly has clinical input regularly. Um, and she has her master's from uh, business in, in our How Business School. Um, but she's been in the Kinney Center for many years. And she proposed this about five years ago, uh, which is just astounding. Mm-hmm. Um, and we proposed it as a center about two years ago. Um, so we were really ahead of the game in part because of Abby. Uh, and we, it was, it's a multi, it's an interdisciplinary minor. It's, um, Eric Patton, who's in our management school, uh, Angus Murray, who is our center director, uh, myself, and then there are others involved as well, including department chairs in psychology and special education. And so that we really came together and put our heads together and came up with a curriculum, it's four required courses, and then two um, choices, choices of courses out of a set. And so there's two management courses, an autism uh, course, um, and then, um, and then uh, an internship, the capstone, what you do at the end of this minor is that you actually are um, intern in an internship alongside as a peer uh, for someone on the spectrum. Okay. Ooh. So, um, so that's the, the structure of the program. And then you take electives in psychology, special education, or autism behavioral studies, depending on your preferences and, and educational uh, preferences. I love it. I think it's great. I think it is. Um, what keeps coming into my head as you're talking is that there's been kind of a you know a car driving along this one road and just trying to get to the get to the goal, get to the goal. And what you're doing is you're you're um, I don't know if you're shortening the road, but you're certainly bringing another car the other direction to meet them halfway. Um, I this is a piece that I, that whenever I talk to people who are either individuals who are um, on the spectrum who are talking to me about the challenges that they face um, when not just finding a job, but keeping a job, enjoying a job, turning a job into a career, staying someplace, and also developing relationships on, on the terms of that individual with their coworkers. So many of these things are obstacles. Um, and then I've also interviewed quite a number of people who are running businesses specifically in, a, in an effort to hire um, and keep employed individuals with autism, many of whom are parents of, of children with autism or family members of a loved one with autism. And they're coming in from that perspective. And here's like kind of a missing link, which is um, recognizing that this is uh, that this is a work environment, a work atmosphere, and work colleagues who um, who you can you can do a little extra, a little not even I don't want to call it extra work. You can do the right work to to, to understand how best to um, be successful in that in that 
office environment in that uh, work environment, however you, you know, wherever it might be. So I think it's, it's offering a really great missing link. I would not be surprised if you, if you grow from your four students. Um, I think that probably the more people who hear about this program, you might get requests to, you know, do some remote learning and, and how far away can you be and still um, take advantage of this program? And, um, and, and why would you not go back to school? Just uh, honestly, just to get this minor, it's a, it's a great, great idea. Yeah. Thank you. We have, we are considering an online certificate version of this. Um, We haven't made decisions on that yet, but we definitely see there's a need for this. Um, And so we're excited about that right now. We're only offering it to our undergraduate population at St. Joe's. Um, And um, it's, it's, it's what you said. We're trying to prepare them to really be advanced. As soon as they get into the job, they already have an understanding of management and an understanding of the population and actually practice too. So if Marianne could talk a little bit about the. I would love to. Yes. I would love to. I would love to throw it to Marianne for, um, for that, that aspect of this whole thing, please. Anything you'd like to share? Sure. Well, um, as Dr. McCleary touched on, it's, we found that it's not enough just to prepare the Aspire students, um, the students with autism for the workforce. We had to prepare the workforce for them, right? So the minor is taking um, some of that and just showing the companies how easy it can be, right? Sometimes this seems really intimidating, um, but we often find that it's quick fixes, communication, um, visual scheduling, things like that, that are easy. Um, So we really just try to partner with the companies right through the minor by providing this peer support. Um, You know, someone who's going to not be a traditional job coach, but work alongside um, the neurodiverse student during this internship um, and provide them that um, missing link to help them understand office culture, which can be mystifying sometimes if you struggle to interpret social cues. Um, you know, different things like that on the job um, and to help the companies recognize the benefits, um, how productive a diverse team can be, that customers want to support inclusive brands um, and and really, you know, make a difference too. Absolutely. And are you, how do you, how does it, um, how does it work setting up the inter- internships and, and having the relationship with the businesses? Are you finding that you have a go-to group of, of companies or business owners who are who are saying yes to you, or is this um, like how do you how do you build those relationships so this is a sustainable model as it grows? So that's something that I've been tasked with pretty recently to set up and formalize a lot of these partnerships. We do have some um, existing partners um, who have taken our students before, so um, we're just looking to set that up and find the right fit for students based on their interest. Um, you know, whether that's an exact fit with the role and the, and the type of work or whether they can be flexible and adapt the role um, to get some benefit from the student skills. Great. Well, unfortunately, we are coming down to our last two minutes or so. Um, where can, let's, let's do this. Where can people find more information about St. Joe's and, uh, and the work that you're doing and, and the various programs that are available? The Kinney Center has a website, and on that website, we do have information on this neurodiversity at work minor. We also have links to information on the autism behavioral studies major and minor. Uh, you can contact the Aspire team if you'd like to learn more about our consultation to companies. Uh, we do do trainings for companies um, and uh, you know how they can uh, change the culture on their um, campus, their work campus, and uh, improve neurodiversity and, and uh, gain the benefits from neurodiversity. Excellent. So visit the Kinney Center uh, on the web and uh, and learn more about that. And and I guess real quick, what are um, either of you can take this question, but what are your hopes for the future? What 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 are your long term goals here? 
I'll just say briefly that the Kinney Center has traditionally sent students out to uh, education fields, health fields, et cetera. We are continuing that, but also want to expand that. And so we have this medical linkage with program for autism specialist medical doctors with the Jefferson Medical School. Uh, now we have this uh, Managing Neurodiversity at Work program. Uh, we want to send our undergraduate autism educated and autism experienced students out into all the different fields to really change the world. Great. That's a big goal. I, I think that's awesome, though. That's what everybody should be shooting for that. That's great. Marianne, do you have anything in particular that you would love to see come out of your work and, and what's going on now? Yeah, Joe touched on the two parts of our mission. The first one is preparing the autism professionals tomorrow. And then the second part is supporting individuals who are affected by autism today. And the reason why preparing professionals of tomorrow is first is because um, that's the cornerstone. That's what's really going to make the difference, right, to educate other people, in this case, companies, perhaps, um, about how to support people on the spectrum um, and to help make those inroads so that the support that we provide the students is useful once they're out in the world off campus. That's great. That sounds great. I really wish you all the best with uh, with the work that you're doing and we will keep following to see how this goes, but I, I'm just thrilled to know that you're out there doing what you're doing and I hope it does expand and grow and have the impact that you're looking for. So congratulations on the new minor and thank you again for being our guest today. Thanks so much. This is One in 44, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and remember, Anderson cares. You've been listening to One in 44, a weekly presentation of the Anderson Center for Autism. Join us for another edition of the show at this time next weekend.